The following is a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are certainly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network. You're listening to Jones and Brown. Both you the crazy. Both Mike Jones and John Brown. Welcome to the world famous Jonesy and Brown show. Once again, that is Mike Jones. I am John Brown here to talk Philly sports with you as we do periodically. I can't say weekly. Pretty, it's pretty. Uh, I mean, pretty as close to weekly as we can, as close to weekly as we can afford. Because sometimes it, it just doesn't work out that way. But look, um, NBA playoffs are coming up. NFL draft is coming up. Major League Baseball is coming up. The end of hockey season is coming up, mercifully. Flyers mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. But in our minds, they were mathematically eliminated a long time ago. They, they were spiritually eliminated from the playoffs. I'd have to say after ago. your second 10-game losing streak of the season, Bruh. you pretty much just wrap it up. Bruh. Just, just, you, just, you just pack it in at that point. Defund your- the Flyers. That should be the, that should be the rallying cry. Defund the the flyers. You, know, you, be, you need to be careful. You need to be careful saying that in Philly. I know, and you know what? You, you, you talk a lot of basketball. Those flyers guys will come after you saying stuff. No, like that but, but that's just it. Things have changed. There was once upon a time where good or bad, fair or bad, you could not besmirch the flyers. You say something bad about the flyers, there was going to be flyers fans. That would stand up for the team. Absolutely. Probably, and, and prop. You know, I used to joke about. I used to joke about it because it's true. I used to work at the well. My job was at the Wells Fargo Center, and there were bad flyers. And part of the problem with the flyers, and I think honestly, at there are times where it, you could say the same about the Eagles, but we're talking about the Flyers right now. Part of the problem with the Flyers before was no matter how good or bad the team was, that building would be sold out. So there's no pressure to to really make changes. But I think you're finally starting to see Flyers hockey that is so bad, people aren't going. And that should be the catalyst for change. That's going, you know, when you start seeing them non-flyer sellouts when you go to flyers games and you start seeing gangs and gangs of empty seats that's what that's what should move the needle because before you saw flyers you saw a flyers game well, and it was bad you know people was st- you know they were still well, back in the be, building well but to be fair though a lot a, there's because it's been a long stretch since the flyers have won a championship yeah and during a pretty lot much our of whole that, our whole lives dur- during a lot of that stretch while the Flyers weren't world beaters at any stretch, mm-hmm. they were a lot many times in the playoffs Play, yeah. or very competitive in the playoff race. A lot of good enough teams. This year, and I this year the the Flyers weren't even sniffing the playoffs. Yeah, and I think that is the major difference. You know, like if this team had even been fighting for the eight seed. That building mm-hmm. would have been sold out as normal. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But, 
you you know like you know Philly fans. If your team flat out stinks, we're gonna let ain't you nobody. know it flat out stinks by, ain't, ain't by not supporting the product. I mean, they're, they're but I guess like I I'm not gonna pretend to be the the diehard Flyer fan or the diehard hockey fan. Like my hockey knowledge is the Flyers. Like you ask me something about hockey <laughs> that has no relation to the Flyers at all. My mind's drawing a blank. Now you ask me like, you know, you know, Flyers in nine, you know, Flyers in 94 or the Flyers in 97, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I might be able to tell, you know, we could have a conversation. You know, you talk about, you know, this player, what player, you know, I, I I might know what they did against the Flyers. But that's it. That that that's all that's all I know. You know, I'm not going to come out. You know, you know, it is what it is. But nonetheless, I can't remember. Like I, just because we we live here, you know, we we've seen bad sports. We've mm-hmm. seen our share. We've seen lots and lots oh, of. Oh, we've bad seen Phillies. our share of bad sports. Yeah, we've seen lots and lots of bad Phillies. Lots and lots of bad Sixes. The we've seen some sixes. bad Eagles. Process Sixes. Post Barkley Sixes. Um. Post Iverson sixes, mm-hmm. you know the Philly, uh, the late eighty, the late eighties Phillies, the early two thousands Phillies, the, the, the early two thousand Phillies, the, the two thousand fourteen Phillies, the two thousand fifteen Phillies, the two thousand sixteen Phillies, two thousand seventeen, two thousand eighteen, two thousand nineteen, two thousand twenty. Let's simplify this when it comes to the Phillies. They're the all-time losingest franchise in professional sports. They have more losses than any other team in professional sports history. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And and so so let me ask you a question. Okay. The Phillies, though, they've done a lot this offseason. Yes. And the owners and players in the 25th hour were able to come to an agreement to save the season. Are you excited for the Phillies this year? No. <laughs> uh, well, uh, you know what? You've got the I reigning say, MVP. Got the reigning MVP. They you got should have a bashing lineup now. Yes. You, you Your have bullpen a is better. Is it? It's better. I didn't say it's great. I said it's better. It's been, that is all, something it's been I have historically to bad the last two years. I, I, like, I, literally, I, historically bad. I, I will put it to you like this. I, I I love Phillies baseball. Maybe I'm call me a glutton for punishment. Mm-hmm. Maybe someone who just, you know, I, I have a deep enamorment with being disappointed. You know, it's like I will I will go to the ballpark. I will watch some games. You know, I will sit out on my deck. Give me give give me give give me a bottle of something brown. Couple mm-hmm. good cigars. Mm. And I will call up a Phillies game on the tablet, sit out on the deck, drink that, you know, drink that whiskey or that bourbon or, or that brandy or whatever it is, smoke a couple cigars and watch a whole game. Because I know once whether it's the booze, whether it's the cigar, or whether it's the baseball, my family ain't gonna mess with me. 
<laughs> now, see, I actually plan to try to get to a couple Phillies games. Yeah, yo, yo, if you do that, give me a call. I'll call you. Look, I'll let I you know. I will get down yeah. there. I will buy me a two dollar bottle, uh, a two dollar bag of peanuts, mm-hmm. and be and be straight and get one of them large cups that you can get the the one free refill on. Mm-hmm. You get the big, the big, the big cups where you can get one free refill and a bag of peanuts from outside, and I'm straight for a game. Oh, yeah, you know, I, I, I have a friend that works down the Citizens Bank. So last year, mm-hmm. I had tickets three rows behind the dugout and nobody to go oh, with me for a couple games. Oh, let me tell you something, man. Now, when I used to live in Baltimore, I used to live in Baltimore because I worked for Comcast. Not not Comcast Sportsnet, just like Comcast, mm-hmm. Comcast, and they would. Have, and honestly, while I was there, the Orioles were bad. I, I used to think just bad baseball just followed me wherever I went. But um, like the company would just give out tickets. They, they'd have tickets to the games, and they just mm-hmm. like they'd send out a, a, a company wide email at the beginning of the day, say, "Hey, we got." We got leftover tickets to tonight's game. Email me if you want them, and email me how much you want them. Or, or, or they would give them out like two at a time. You know, you can get a pair of tickets to tonight's game if you just you just email somebody and whatever. And I'd be like, because I mean, uh, uh, Camden Yards is a beautiful ballpark. Absolutely, it, it, it is a, a magnificent a, ballpark mm-hmm. down Great near place. the not, yeah down near yeah, the oh harbor. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was easy. It's easy to get to. It's a beautiful ballpark. So I would get tickets all the time. Yeah, but, that you know, part I mean, of Baltimore is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that cross, part of Baltimore. Yeah, you cross Washington Boulevard. It's a whole other story. But you know, it's, it's it, it, it is what it yeah. is. But but you know that. But um, <laughs> or uh, I hope you know that. Yeah, yeah. If, if, if you know, I I I knew that. Mm. But uh, <laughs> I would go. But like I'm like. The only one of my friends who who liked baseball, so I'm over there at a game all by myself. Lots of games all by. My, I went to see opening day, Orioles in Cleveland, and there was a snow delay. They stopped the game because of snow. I waited out the snow delay, and then I didn't move up because I wanted to get on television because I figured like by the time they started the game back up. I'm the only one in my section. So I figured I looked all pathetic, so I didn't move up, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I didn't try to move down and get a better seat. I just wanted to stay there in the hopes that they would just show me on TV, <laughs> like, look at this dude. It didn't happen, though. It this happen. dedication from this fan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. It was, it was a snow. First of all, you know, neither of those teams were good at the time. Mm-hmm. So it's Orioles, Indians. In the snow. snow. delay game. In the snow. And the game went to extra innings. And I stayed to the end by myself. Shout out to Budweiser for making exactly. that happen. Yes. <laughs> yes. That is the good thing about getting free tickets. <laughs> that is the best thing about getting free tickets. That's more money for beer. That's mm-hmm. more money for snacks. Now, I would still, you know, I'm still, because that's just, like, that That came from, like, like going to baseball games with my pop. You know, my pop would take me to baseball games, mm-hmm. and he would get a bag of peanuts from some dude on the outside, and that would be all That's we got. Snacks. Yeah, that was the snacks. Now, when I was a kid, I'm sitting up. You know, 
I'm doing what kids. I'm doing what kids do. I'm saying, oh, can we get the cotton candy? Can we get the hot dogs? And can we get, you know, whatever, whatever it is. Like, better shut up and nah. eat these peanuts. He's like, mm-hmm. nah, you better shut up and eat these peanuts. You got hot just, dog and cotton candy. Yeah, right? he's like, <laughs> yo, yes, and, and and I have absolutely become my father. Where that, mm-hmm. you know, my and, and, and the problem is now, like that's how my father is. So if I go to a baseball game now with my father, you know, that's what we going to do. You know, I, I don't know how I raised such a bougie wife and child, but they get in there. They want to get the water ice and, the, and you know, the hot dogs and the nachos and the chicken fingers <laughs> and spend $75. Be up there, with, you know, 75 out me. On the other hand, I'm, I'm paying for my ticket. I'm paying for parking. Give me two dollars, you know, to get some 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 peanuts, and I might and I might get a t shirt from Brother Raheem on the outside, you know. Because see, you know, those, those I'll get my ticket. Mm-hmm. I'm not paying for parking because going to the stadiums. This is the one time I absolutely will make use of of SEPTA because. Mm. The train stop is a block and a half from my from where I live. Okay. So I walk a block, look, not even a block and a half. Walk a block over, hop on the train, and take the train up. Yeah. And as long as it's not a late game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I understand. Now, if it's now a late I will game, say, if, if the game is going to get out after like ten o'clock, then yeah, I got to drive. Then you gonna drive like down a there. A six thirty, seven o'clock game where I could be mm-hmm. out by nine thirty. Yeah. Those yeah, I'll take yeah. the train. Yeah, now now we used now when I was a kid, we used to do that. Like we go to a Sixers game back at the Spectrum. Mm-hmm. We would drive into the city and park uh park. by Broad and Olney. And then mm-hmm. take the sub take the sub all the way take down. the Broad Street down line down. Now I will admit this because I don't work there anymore. But when I worked at Comcast uh Comcast Sportsnet, they gave us all parking passes. Now we weren't supposed to do this. They used to tell us specifically, don't come down here using your parking pass for events. But I, I don't work there anymore. So I used to use my parking pass for events. So I absolutely <laughs> would go down there and uh, flash my pass. And then I would turn. I would go the long way around the Wells Fargo Center. Mm-hmm. I would turn and go around like I'm heading to Sportsnet. Then come mm-hmm. right back around and park at, uh, park by Xfinity. <laughs> and go to, uh, and go to a Phillies game. Now, when Xfinity first opened, yeah, a friend of mine was uh, worked in there. Mm-hmm. We just telling all the so, stuff. We just doing number dry snitching right now. So, so because I, because I would drop him to work, his shift mm-hmm. would say be an hour hour and a half before the game started. His shift yeah. would start, and as a bartender there, so nice. I just so I would just drive him to work, and then okay. because he and then because he worked, yeah. mm-hmm. I parked. Nice. I could par- I and you could get him. the hookup. You get that drink hookup after the, and, afterwards, and, and, right? Then you got a nice pre and post game because your man's in them is working nice. at expense. Nice. See, that's what's and up. See, it all comes together. Because I want to go. See, the thing is, I don't want to go there and just drink beer. You know, I want to drink something good. And the problem is it costs like a car, you know, mm-hmm. get a bottle of Hennessy down there. Not a bottle. A, 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 a sippy cup. Uh, uh, something you know. Mm-hmm. I, look, I ain't balling, you know. I ain't no rapper, but you know, I, I do want you know something nice to drink on. 
that costs way too much money. So if you got a hookup, see, that oh, just yeah. proves that we that just like we just spent this whole the, the point of the last 16 minutes is you and I should hang out a little bit more. <laughs> uh, absolutely. You know, this right. this whole COVID thing is pretty Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? I ain't out. seen my bad like I ain't but seen we, you in like back, two years. We're back open now almost. All right. Almost. Almost. It's almost almost we, we, all the way we there. We're gonna make this happen. We're gonna make this Absolutely. happen. Absolutely. All right, we got uh we do got a guest this week. We're gonna bring him in in a second. He, uh he's getting ready. Because you know, we, we try we try to be the safe spot here. You know, we we've talked about this. We try to be the safe spot for the brothers to come hang for a little bit. You know what I mean? So you know, we we we, we talk we, we talk to our friends. We we got a lot of friends, people rock with us. Yeah. This, this is like the place a, where you, you can kick off your shoes, sit back exactly. a little bit, get comfortable. Exactly, exactly. We just go shoot the breeze, talk a little sports, have a little, a little sports or whatever. Now, we met this brother a couple years ago. And and it's good that we that that we did last week's show because we had Aton on the show last week. Well, actually, I'll say this. Okay. You met him. The mm-hmm. one disappointment I had from doing the sports shop was that mm-hmm. I missed when our guest was Oh, there. no! You weren't there? The, seriously, this was the, my one real regret oh. from doing Sports Shop, was that I was not there when our guest was there. No, oh, snap. My bad. Okay. Well, I met this brother mm-hmm. a couple years ago doing the Sports Shop. You know, we, and we, all, we all remain crew, like the Sports Shop crew. That conglomerate of people. We, we're, like, we're like the first crew of Philly sports, you know, it's like, like mm-hmm. other see other people don't have crews, you know. John Clark don't have no crew, you know. Angelo don't have no crew. Just the, the people that like we we a crew. Me, you, Aton, Mosher, Sean Bell, uh, Toot the Barber, Devon Gibb. That's the crew, and there there are other people who can come in, and, you know, come in and go as a, we we the AG. crew. AG was a regular in the shop. AG's down with the crew. That's the crew. So let's bring, let's bring in our guest. Let's 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 add him to the conversation, ladies and gentlemen. Joining us, Mister Devon Givens from ninety-seven five, hey. the fanatic. What's good, brother? Hey, what's happening, fellas? Glad to be a part of the crew. I appreciate it. <laughs> we we oh, appreciate man. you Thank coming you for through, man. Us. Yeah, no problem, man. Yeah, right. sorry I'm a little behind, but I had some things I had to take care of. But I'm here. Hey, oh, we man. understand. We, we understand. We, Before yeah, we get into we this, definitely understand. But before we get into this, yeah. I heard that you went to school with my people back in the day. Because exactly. I, I found this at Dwan Niles. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no yeah, we yeah. Talking, I was talking to him when I missed when I missed the sports shot. I was like, Devon, get yeah. like he was like, My man, that's my man. I was like, that ain't your man. He was like, yeah. That's my man from what was it, Lambertson or middle school? Scobbles? No, we went, we went to uh, we went to BWAP in West Philly. That's what it was. Yeah, so it was I knew it was one of them. BWAP was the like the accelerated uh school, and then Bieber was the other part of the school. So, mm-hmm. B, uh, it was a smaller school. So, we went to BWAP, it was in my neighborhood at Winfield in Winfield, mm-hmm. and then when we go over to Bieber for the uh, second part of the day where we had to do other other courses that we had as well so yeah the one we go we go way back way back it's my man okay yeah that's my first cousin so yeah yeah, yeah it's my I'm man. Have, to, have to let him know we had you on good dude good dude now you're you're west philly dude yeah now, have, have you always been in the city uh, yeah yep yep so uh west philly um winfield mm-hmm. uh, right there as i mm-hmm. talked about so f- for people who are not familiar with it if you're familiar with where st joe's is 
-hmm. If you're on City Ave, you turn on you turn down uh, 54th Street and you go down and keep going into the deep part of, of Winfield right there. And that's where I'm from. Uh, Overbrook was our neighborhood high school, but I, I didn't attend there. I decided mm -hmm. to go elsewhere. And uh, but yeah, West Philadelphia. You know, it's all as, as soon as he makes that song as part of the open of Fresh Prince of Bel Air, <laughs> mm -hmm. that, that it seems like that's what everybody has to say. West Philadelphia, born and raised. So, yeah, um, right there. Actually, he grew up, we grew up five minutes apart. So, you know, mm -hmm. right in that same area. So, yeah, West Philadelphia, my whole life, got lucky to be able to stay home and uh, start my broadcasting career. And, and so happy that I've been able to stay in this market. And do, doing, well, doing well with the broadcasting career. Um, you are do a lot of stuff, Eagles pregames with Derek yeah. Gunn. Um, but you have a huge reputation as a great basketball mind. My first question for you is mm -hmm. what made you fall in love with basketball? Oh, man. Like, how'd that start for you? Uh, actually, you know, that was um, just being around the way. First of all, it was my cousin, uh, my, my older cousin, three years older than me. And then he, uh, he really introduced me to the game. My dad as well, uh, but it was really my cousin who really got me going with it and taught me mm -hmm. how to play. And it was just one of those deals, man, where I, I fell in love with it and it, it stuck with me all through growing up, uh, playing, and then of course playing in high school and uh, as, as far as I could take it with high school. And then um, just started to see the game in a way that I, I thought that I understood it a lot. And then, mm -hmm. you know, other cousins and friends as well uh, messing around in school, just playing in general. And then, yeah, just that just that introduction from my cousin and then a few of my other cousins took it to another level. They were good, so as they're, they're my older cousins and I'm playing with them, so uh, I always had that great relationship with them. They would let me tag along. So now I'm mm -hmm. playing against the older guys and I'm smaller than them. So you're mm -hmm. trying to, I, I had I had to, I was, I was okay because my cousins were there, but I also had to play well. And, you know, that was my thing. And then I just started to pick the game up in a little bit of a different way, seeing it differently, and just realized that it was something that I liked. I was an avid fan of it. And, you know, just went on from there, turned into what it turned into. So how was – how for you, how was the transition from being a basketball player, playing basketball, to then giving your insight on basketball and having, pe having people listen to you, having people trust you? Like, I – I, I don't hear too many people say, hey, man, the boy Devon Givens don't know what he's talking about. Right. Like when, uh -huh. you, when you do football, when you do basketball, people listen to you. And, and I appreciate that because even, you know, you guys talk about it. You feel like you know the game, but mm -hmm. then when you get into the, that part of the, the level of broadcasting, you don't know. You're putting yourself out there. It's one thing mm -hmm. for me to be talking to you guys and all the guys that you mentioned from Aton to, to Jeff and AG to – and we can all sit there and just have those conversations. But then there's another thing to have this big audience of thousands of people uh, listening to you, but also trying to gain their trust. And you know, mm -hmm. do we see it the same way? Or uh, do I see it a little differently where uh, you could present something to me and I can be like, all right, that makes sense. And the same thing on the other side. And I always had that with my family, my, my, my cousins, my uncle, mm -hmm. uh, who was also, he's no longer with us, but that, you know, my guy, he a couple of years older than me, obviously. And, uh, when I knew I had their ear in a different way or they'll be like, you know what? I don't know. How about my nephew tell you? And, you know, I'm like, okay, <laughs> everyone's for me. It was, you always try to please people and you try always try to, you know, direct it, send it out there as best as possible. But 
I also knew that, you know, not everyone is going to trust it. And you had to be okay mm. with that, you know, with what I okay. had to say. Because when I played, uh, and again, I only got to the high school level. I didn't play in college. I played against guys in college and felt like I could do it, but I never I never got mm -hmm. that far. Uh, but uh, talking it and, and being able to have those conversations with people that I trusted, and then also listening when I grew up, TV, radio, uh, local radio, it was only one station, so we all listened to the same station. But sometimes I would question things and like they mm -hmm. did, just like I'm sure people do with me. And people mm -hmm. call and say, Devon, I, I disagree with you. And you have to be okay with that, but you also have to be able to stand up and also defend your point uh, to be relevant and, and to for have people to really believe it. And not everyone agrees with what I say. Mm -hmm. I don't agree with what everyone else says. It's just, a, for me, it's always a good conversation to have. That's what makes sports fun. We disagree on things. And now, I'm glad you said that because that leads me where, right where I want to go next. So it's kind of the opposite of what JB just asked. Because he, he'll tell you firsthand, I get frustrated talking basketball with people who look solely at stats and don't necessarily understand the flow of the game and that you can, be, you can get stats by playing bad basketball and stats aren't everything. Right. So... And when I listen to you on the on air, you always seem to be able to kind of have an even keeled, calm conversation with people. How do you stay calm listening to people? You get callers that just say that some of the most ludicrous things sometimes, and you'll just calmly have that conversation with them. Like yeah. that's a gift. How do you do that? Yeah, and it's funny because I'll even have you know my 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 colleagues at the station who uh, who, who can't get a little you know, hot-headed sometimes, and mm -hmm. they'll, they'll drop people in a second. And they'll give me that. They'll say, I, I don't know how you, I don't know how you do it. And I'll even get the text. I'll get the, the other phone calls that follow that call that you're talking about. And mm -hmm. people are like, I, I would have banged on that person right away. <laughs> and um, that's just me. That's always been me. I, I feel like I've always had that laid-back demeanor about me. And um, that's always been sometimes a gift and a curse as mm -hmm. well. But and in this business, yeah, I can sit there and take a, uh, some comments and I'll look at them. And maybe it's me and my producer looking at each other, shaking <laughs> our heads like, what, the, what, are, what are these people talking about? Yeah. But, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's just something that I, I've been able to do. And I, 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 do, I, I do realize that I am one who can sit there and take those types of things and maybe bring it back in a different way where I can present it to that caller where we disagree. But in the end, you know, we're not arguing at each, we're not yelling at each other, we're not arguing. Mm -hmm. we, just, we end the call, hey, I disagree with you. I think you're wrong. Hey, Devon, I think you're wrong. All right, cool. Talk to you next time. <laughs> and that's just, that's just mm -hmm. where we go because uh, I got four hours and mm -hmm. we're going to have a lot of phone calls, I hope, a lot of conversation, a lot of discussion, a lot of points. And then, you know, it just goes in that direction. So, but I, I think I've also been able to over the years establish myself as someone who can take some of that stuff and still bring it back and bring it right back to where we were before the phone call started and everything is cool. Are, are you the kind of person where, you know, if somebody, somebody says something like just, just like just an egregious hot take. Are you somebody like when it's over, it's forgotten about you keep on pushing. Are you somebody like at the end, you be like, can you believe that such and such from somebody, you know, yeah. from someplace said that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm one of those because sometimes it is just like that was a little bit outlandish. That was mm -hmm. you know, they went too far, and and 
Yeah, but I'm, I'm also able to, all right, try to see it your way. But in the end, if I don't see it, I have to be honest because that's my thing. I always want people to be able to trust me, whether they, they mm. agree with me or not. They at least trust what I said, whether it's some inside information that I got from a source and I put it out there or it's just my opinion. I, I, I want people to trust me, whether whether we always agree or whether you believe my word to be gospel, which you, you shouldn't, not all the time, right? You have your own opinion. But I, I think that even in the end, I, I do, I'm fair where I try to see it that way too, even if we disagree. But if I don't, I just don't. If, you know, the way I see it versus the way you see it, and if it doesn't make sense to me, then I, I have to be who I am and just say, yeah, I don't think that made much sense. I don't know how you came to that conclusion. And we get that a lot. And that's why I have problems with a lot of national people, because national people, to me, they don't they're not around it. They don't live it like we do every day. So when we get to the whole Ben Simmons stuff and even now with the MVP conversation, I respect national people but when they start to go and they go in a whole different direction and i'm like yeah but y'all didn't see every dribble and every mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. pass every turnover every every missed opportunity where we can go back on you guys are just swooping in uh, yeah. parachuting in and having this opinion on something well maybe ask somebody that's local that that can give you a more insightful mm-hmm. uh uh, uh detailed description of maybe that something happened as to why we are where we are when it comes to let's just say you know Ben Simmons, but yeah, man, it, it's it's a fun thing though. I love it. I still love it, and I'm glad yeah. I'm able to do it. Do you do you think that that plays a part? Because I feel like what makes this city and this market unique from other cities is that there's there's very little influence that national sports figures have over here, like yeah. o- over this market. Whereas you know you might it's go very provincial here. Yeah. Like pretty much, you know, there there are three there are three stations here. Pretty much all three of them are all local. Whereas, you know, like Colin Cow, I'll, I'll just put his name out just for conversation's sake. Colin Cowherd has no influence here. You know, he's not heard on the air, you know, daily here. You know, the the, the national guys. So, you know, t- to what you said, whereas they don't necessarily have the local feel. Like they're they're not factors here. Like, do you, do you see that where they might have, like, they'll have a take, they'll have an opinion on Philly sports or how Philly does certain things, but it's like, it just sounds off base because they're, you know, they're not around here. They're not in this city and they don't talk to people in this city. Yeah. When, when they try to put a stamp on it and say that this is what it is, that's, that's my problem. It's, Mm -hmm. they can, they can read some stories and they can maybe watch a game and have an opinion. I'm fine with that. You should. The same way I can look at the Dallas Mavericks and do the same thing because I do watch. I feel like I watch enough, but I don't know as much as somebody who may cover them in Dallas. Uh, but, yeah, I, for when they swoop in like that, I just have a problem. And, and that's why I always try to tell people um, it's fine to like these national people because I do, too. There are a lot of guys, Howard Beck, David Aldridge, you know, these types yeah. of names that that I like. And I feel like they do their their full scope of what they need to in getting the information. And then there are the others. But when those types of shows, they are, you know, they're they're looking to, to your point about the hot takes that they're trying to come down with that big time hammer. And not mm-hmm. only they're not worried about speaking to us because when we hear it, we're like whatever. And and but when you when they hear it maybe in Idaho, they don't know enough. So they're listening to Colin Cowherd and they're like, 
okay, Colin Cowherd knows he's done enough of the research to understand exactly what he's talking about in terms of Philadelphia. So I try to tell people, don't get too riled up about what they say, because for me, for my money, I feel like Dave from, from uh, Ballot Kenwood mm. knows more uh, about it than Colin Cowherd, and mm. because they watch it all the time. They're around it. They see it every day. Okay. So since we're here, let's get into the Sixers a little bit. Um basic question what went through your mind when you first heard Ben Simmons for James Harden and everything that was included in that deal I was fine with it because it it had to be done and you still first as the whole saga went on Mm. I I didn't think that they would get the player the caliber of James Harden an all-star you know all NBA level player someone like that I thought you would have to settle for good players but multiple good players in the deal where you weren't going to get it because of the value how, how are people going to trust ben simmons he quit on his team and now he's dealing with this other thing that he put out there that a lot of people just call it for what it is didn't believe uh, you know part of his, his reasoning as to why he wasn't playing and mm-hmm. I, I just didn't think you would get it so when there was james harden it did seem like it was going to come to fruition i was good with it didn't want to give up Seth Curry or Andre Drummond, but you have to give up something to get something. And they got someone who's a difference maker, and we hope to see that going forward in the postseason. And uh, so I was I was fine with the return. You, you could see where you can have your questions about Harden mixing in with Embiid and then the supporting cast. And we've seen the good. We've seen some of the rough uh, with it. But I was overall with the totality of the deal, I was fine with it. And I'll bring it back to Seth Curry quickly because – why are you giving up a shooter and bringing in James Harden? Well, James Harden and Seth Curry, and I said this on the air, so if anybody heard it, my apologies. Um, just repeat myself here on this one, that they can both score, but they do it differently. Mm-hmm. James Harden may not be the shooter like Seth Curry, but he does shoot the basketball, and he also makes three-pointers just like Seth Curry. They just happen to come in a different form, and he gives you the assist that gives you the extra points where Seth Curry is averaging, let's say, 15 points. James Harden is averaging 22, but he's also giving you 10 assists at minimum. That's 20 mm-hmm. extra points off of what he's doing. So while I didn't want to give it, I'm greedy just like everyone else. I wanted to keep that guy to play with James Harden, but you couldn't do that. And I understand, understood why they had to include him. I understood why Brooklyn mm-hmm. asked, and I understood why they eventually did the deal the way that they did it. They had some success out, like off, from the rip. They yeah. kind of hit the ground running. And now you're starting to see, you know, a few, few nicks in the armor. You know, they, they they've lost a couple of games. And look, you you're on, you talk to people every day. Huh? You you know you you read the tea leaves. Is this just par for the course? Is this some at this point? Is this something that should have been expected, or is this team in some serious trouble? No, I don't think they're in serious trouble. Um, yeah, when you make a move like this mid mid season, and actually when the deal went down, it was fifty four games in, and mm-hmm. then he didn't play. Harden didn't play for the next few until after the All Star break when we first saw him against the Minnesota Timberwolves. So we expected in the beginning, I, at least I did. I don't know how you guys felt. Mm-hmm. I expected in the beginning those those troubles, those pitfalls that you have when you bring in somebody, but uh, someone new at the break, and you bring in two people with Paul Millsap as well, and. They hit the ground running, though, and it was amazing. 
we were like, oh, this is this is fantastic. Mm. This is what you're gonna get. So we didn't. These get guys the might never lose again. <laughs> right. Mm. We we didn't we didn't get the issues early. We got the success. Mm. We saw the good stuff early, and with that good stuff early, it was great. Eventually, teams are gonna see how they were doing it. Now there's film. Now there's something to play off of. Now we can adjust and make our necessary changes defensively against them to see how to slow it down. And we saw some of that. So we had the good stuff early, and now we're starting to see some of the, the issues that are, are in there uh, with, mm. with what they need to do. So now it also gives the Sixers staff a chance to make their, their also necessary changes as the season starts to wind down with seven games remaining with uh, Detroit tonight and then the playoffs. So, yeah, I mean, it just went in reverse order. We saw the real good stuff early instead of the bad stuff where you try to integrate a new player with all these different players running a totally different type of system. And uh, now we're starting to see where there are some cracks that need to be plugged uh, before we get to the playoffs so we don't have those issues. So I'm not panicking. I see some stuff Mm -hmm. that I don't like just like everybody else, but I also have to give them time to fix it and we all know that while we love the 50 games, we love getting you know everything that comes with the 82-game season, for a lot of these players and for us as, as uh, watchers of, of the Sixers, 50 games is great, all of that. It's about the playoffs. Got to get past that second round. So mm-hmm. fix those issues by the time you get to that second round and hopefully advance to the Eastern Conference Finals and further. What are those issues? You know, you, you talk about there are things that, that, that bother you. Like what, what are those? Well, clearly the the defense is still an issue, mm-hmm. has to be improved. Rebounding still is a bit of a problem. Transition defense is still a problem as well. And more so the offensive rebounds when I talk about the rebounding, mm-hmm. giving up those second chance points. And then offensively, too many times we see guys disappear. We can't have everybody scoring 20 a night. Joel get mm-hmm. 30 and then Harden, Harris, and Maxi score 20. It's not, that's not going to happen all the time. But you need that level of consistency offensively where uh, not only from the players, but the coaching staff led by Doc Mm -hmm. Rivers. Uh, The other night, defensively, where we talk about Giannis and his 17 that everybody pointed out from the third Mm -hmm. quarter into the fourth, uh, you got to find a way to stop that bleeding quickly. And Mm -hmm. if you got to call a timeout, if you have to bring in someone sooner like Joel Embiid or James Harden, then do it. You know, you need to do that. This is a different type of game where you have to make those adjustments in, in that moment. You can go back to your other stuff the next game. This game, you have to adjust accordingly to what's presented to you. So those issues there where too many guys, Maxi uh, had a tough game. He had seven points, what was he, three, four, 11 from the floor, two, four, 11 from the floor uh, to, to get to his seven points. You need to find ways to get him easier shots in, in those in those spots. James Harden still figuring it out. The the dribble, exp, uh, you know, exhibition that he does put on, that's all great. But then everybody's standing and watching and, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't you don't even know when to crash the offensive glass or you think a shot is going up and you're in the paint for three seconds. And all of a sudden, that's a three second violation because of something like that. So make sure the ball continues to move. Uh, The assist numbers need to be high and he has to catch and shoot, too. It's one that has been a big problem for me. Uh, And he Doc Rivers talked about a post game the other day. What was that Tuesday? James Harden talked about it, how he hasn't done that a lot in his career at, at all, almost. And mm-hmm. he has to get back to being a catch-and-shoot guy when the ball swings to him to just shoot. There's, there are time, guys, if you go back there, you can see where he's wide open 
and he didn't shoot the ball. It's almost, he wants to dribble, 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 and then step back and take that three instead of, my man, the ball swung to you. You're wide open. Either shoot it or drive and get mm-hmm. a layup opportunity. If, if you know, you can't wait for the defense to come to you. So those are the, the few things. And he played great the other night. But down the stretch, I, I wish he would have played better too because there were tough, tough, few tough possessions down the stretch. They have to be able to execute uh, as a team overall on the floor. So now the first, say, five games or so, six games, including the one hard and missed, I didn't actually see a lot of the over-dribbling, and we saw more of the ball movement and quick decision-making. But Tobias struggled, seemed to struggle to get involved when they played like that. Yeah. Do you think the what looks like a reversion to the old style of Harden over-dribbling is a function of trying to get Tobias involved, or is that just Harden being Harden? I think it was just hard being hard. He he was he was buying in early. He was trying to make a point, trying to let everybody know that this would work, and he did all of that. And he, you know, there was a lot of adrenaline running on that too mm-hmm. when you play, especially that first game against Minnesota, where you're just playing that way. Then you go to the Garden, the next game in New York, national TV afternoon game, put on the show. They did, and he looked fantastic. And Tobias is having a problem fitting in. Tobias is a guy who has to have the ball in his hands as well. Mm-hmm. And as of late, he's played better, in my opinion. And I'm hard on Tobias Harris, but he has played better as of late. Uh, I think it was just hard and kind of, yeah, being hard and thinking, all right, we did all that stuff. That worked. Let me try to do this, too. And also, Doc Rivers told him to be himself as well. He told him to stop worrying about passing the ball as much and being a point guard and facilitator. He needs him to score. So I would have to imagine some of that has also seeped into him. And he's saying, all right, the coach told me to do it. And, you know, so let me go do mm-hmm. it. But as a result, to your point, some of those issues are starting to creep in here where we watch him as observers and say, all right, yeah, you're over dribbling. Tobias Harris was wide open right there. You didn't give him the basketball. And we know James Harden is a willing passer. Mm-hmm. It's just some of those moments we're like, yo, you did too much right there switch it up a bit you know you are a high basketball iq player you had to see that too this is not mm-hmm. houston you're right mm-hmm. so you know you have to do things a little bit differently so i am glad to see tobias finding his way and i'm glad to see harris um pardon me Harden finding him too a little bit more to allow him to get loose in the games because he is catching the ball now and shooting he's there's less thinking from tobias harris when he's out there and he's starting to make those shots as a result he had to move in the second half, in the fourth quarter, where Pat Connaughton was on him, he caught the ball on the left, on the right wing, and he knew exactly what he wanted to do. He went right at him, used his size, shot over him, got a bucket from about 10 feet in. That's what you want to see. And they also have to trust him to get him the ball to allow him to be that uh, when he has it going, too. I'm, I'm naive. I, 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 I admit it. As 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 a sports as a sports fan as a Philly fan, I'm I'm naive in the sense that, like we like we said, you know, there were going to be growing pains. Mm -hmm. We we knew that would happen, and that they have to they have to figure it out. 
and I say I'm naive in the sense that I I see the struggles. I, I see the points that people are making when they're criticizing this team. But I still want to believe, oh, they're just working it out. They'll be fine. Yeah. You know, when the playoffs come, you know, I yeah. I, 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 I understand. And and I, I also get that, you know, I, I've, I've thought that in the past. You know, if you had told me early in that Atlanta series that this is going to go seven games and we're going to lose at home. No chance. Like, come on. Like, this is just a hiccup. Ben's going to figure it out. You know, know, Tobias was was pretty good against Washington. He'll figure it out, too. He's not going to struggle. And and then then it all went down. We spent the whole offseason mad. Ben most mad out of everybody because he wanted out of town. I couldn't move. I, I, you know, there was nobody to trade me to. But yeah, but here we are once again. Team knocking on first place in the East. You're you're looking at a, a possible matchup with Brooklyn, and, and we we know Brooklyn ain't. That's not your Garden Variety eight seed. No, not you, at you all. know, you know, it's like they're, they're tough. You know, usually nine and a half times out of ten. You were number one seed. You ain't worried about the number eight seed. But, you know, I, I want to believe, but how worried should we be about a potential net, a, Brook, a potential Brooklyn-Philly first round? So right now they're in the eight seed, Brooklyn is. Um, and there's a chance that they can win. I mean, they're a few games back of, who is it, Charlotte right now? Mm-hmm. And then seven seed. Um, first of all, if they match up seven, eight in that play in tournament, they, they can beat the Charlotte Hornets. I think we all know that. So Mm -hmm. I would expect them to be seven, to be perfectly honest with you and not eight based on what the play in tournament is. It's just a matter of where the Sixers fall. Miami had a big win over Boston last night. Milwaukee and Brooklyn actually do play tonight. Uh, So that's going to be once again, something to pay attention to where all the seating things go. I would like for them to get the number one seed as always. You know, you want to have one game one and game seven on your home floor in any type of big game and in series. So I would like for them to get the number one overall seed. I actually think they'll fall maybe to three um, in the top four. I think they'll fall three. I think these four teams that are in the top, Miami, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, and Boston, will be the four teams up the top. But I don't think you have to worry about it because I think they'll miss each other. It's just a matter of when you play them maybe in the second round potentially or even in the Eastern Conference Finals. They're a tough matchup. We know that. Kyrie Irving is back. And they definitely, whatever struggles they've had these last couple of games with Irving back in the lineup, doesn't matter because they have a point to prove to James Harden for what he they felt, how wrong they were done because of mm-hmm. what he decided to do by getting out of Brooklyn as well. And we saw that in that game on March 10th where they blew the Sixers out because those guys were ready. And, mm-hmm. um, and so... I don't, I don't think we have to worry about it for round one, but maybe something to pay attention to down the line. But that doesn't discredit what these other teams are, uh, because if you do want them that three seed, you'll probably get Chicago, Cle- uh, Cleveland maybe, or Toronto, whatever it might be there. That's a good first-round matchup for the Sixers. Should favor them, uh, but they got to be ready for that second-round matchup, whoever that will be. Uh, real quick, uh, just, yeah. do you like to play in tournament in the NBA? 
Uh, like I didn't like point? it. I didn't like it at first, but it does create some theater here as we as we get ready in the East. The West, not so much, but mm-hmm. in the East for sure. So I'm still a little indifferent. What is this? Only year two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, I don't, I don't love it, but man, has it played out perfectly for the Eastern Conference, the NBA? Mm-hmm. You know, that's something there because we are going to pay attention to the Hawks, Hornets, Nets, and mm-hmm. I guess Cleveland. Right now, we're going to pay attention to it. It'd be number one because of who the Sixers might play or not play, mm-hmm. and where will Brooklyn be? The storyline there is, it's amazing. So, uh, I, I, I'm, a, I'm still a little indifferent. I didn't like the change mm-hmm. that they made before. We'll see where it goes from here, but no, I don't love it. Yeah. I, I guess, like, I, I just I'm a traditionalist like, for a lot of yeah. things. So mm-hmm. one through eight, one through eight. Let's just do it. Let's go from there. Mm-hmm. I just felt like, like last year, once it started, the nine and ten uh, seeded teams looked like nine and ten. Like, like you're nine and ten for a reason. They're, you know, they're, yeah, you know, yeah, you know. I feel like it, it might be different because this is a year. You, I'm looking at the standings right now, and there's a pretty good chance that everybody in the East, you know, the, eight, the top eight seeds plus nine and ten will all be above 500. Mm-hmm. Whereas you look at, you know, you look at the West. The Lakers are in the 10th seed right the now. The Lakers are in the 10th seed, and they're 12 games. You know, they're are not going to have a winning season. They're 10th yeah. right now. They beat the Spurs last night. Well, okay. the Spurs lost last night. On okay, Spurs beat. lost last night because I was yeah. about to say they were 11. Uh, before, yeah. but the Spurs lost last night. You're right. Like, mm-hmm. like the, the the only thing, the only thing sexy about the Western Conference playoff is is that it's LeBron. It's LeBron and the Lakers. Because yeah. if you just and I don't know how game, sexy that is this year. I mean, it's it's. I mean, it's not sexy to y'all because y'all are true basketball fans. It's like I, you know, it's like you look at the standings, you see, oh, it's the Lakers, it's LeBron. All right. I'm looking at a 44 loss team. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm, why are the, you know why are you giving them? Why why do you have a chance? Correct. Yeah, why why, yeah. why are you giving them a chance? Yeah, you, you know, had and, two games you didn't do it right based on the yeah, parameters right. of how yeah. you get it. You're out. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. You're, you're looking at 43 loss, the 43 loss Pelicans without possibly without Zion, who hasn't played all season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you're, you know, even if you do make it, you gonna rush Zion back for this? This is your franchise. You 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 yeah. gonna put him on? You know you gonna fast track him back for this? Yeah, no, you know. I, no, I get it, and it's the same way when we look at the playoffs in the NFL, and you see mm-hmm. a seven and nine team sneak in in there, and you're like, they they didn't deserve to be in there just because of the rules. You you, you get in. So I agree with you. It's not something mm-hmm. that I love, uh, but of course, anytime you have an opportunity, especially in the case of the Lakers now, where the NBA wants. LeBron James yeah. in the postseason. So this mm-hmm. plays out, again, perfectly for them on the West Coast just for that particular reason to have the Lakers in because of LeBron James cannot have him in there. Mm-hmm. And they'll most likely have him in there. I would love for him to be out because uh, he put that team together. That team stinks, and he had his hands all mm-hmm. over it. So mm-hmm. lose. You know, uh, <laughs> all the greatness we'd lay at him, you know, mm-hmm. want to be GM too. No. We'll put this one together. Well, look, you know what? To me, watching LeBron – fail as a front office person who's still playing, you know, it's, it's like that throws him in the GOAT conversation even more because he's even because he's following in Jordan's footsteps. You know, mm-hmm. Jordan's a terrible front office person. Look at all those years he had messed up in in in, in uh in so, Charlotte. You know, you know he's the difference? just like, he's uh, see, just here, like Jordan. Here's the difference. 
Oh, good. Here, look, the one, I, one big difference. Mm-hmm. LeBron, while he's putting up great offensive numbers, he's completely abandoned the defensive end of the court at this point in his career. Oh, he's got like, he's real. abandoned the defensive end of the court. I, and I think yes. he, he picks and, he right. picks and chooses when he wants yeah, to play. Of course and, he does. And the yeah. greatest part of LeBron to me was that while he did everything he did on the offense, he would also take your best offensive player out of the game on the other end of the court. That's once and, again. That just he, shows the that shows the graciousness of LeBron because he'll JB, co- he'll put up a J, bunch J, of points and let your J, best player still JB. get on sports. <laughs> but how does that? But when he was when he was leading the defensive charge, his teammates followed. When he's not leading the defensive charge, when the best player on the team is taking the most shots in the league and not playing defense. The, that's going to have an effect on the way the rest of the team plays. And look, he, uh, he's he's 37, and all he's done, he does have a right to take mm-hmm. a break when he plays mm-hmm. defense. He has mm-hmm. a right to do that after everything because he will turn it up at some point. Now, he's 37, so that still may go against him, against, um, I, I, don't, I don't know, Luka Doncic in the playoffs. See, he'll he'll get him because Luka is just Luka, and mm-hmm. LeBron will he'll have a few good possessions. He's still playing 40 minutes. It just may not go in his favor. But, yeah, he does take those off, and uh, I hope that they don't make it because I don't care about the Lakers. <laughs> and it's fun to watch them fail. <laughs> uh, you're you're after my own heart. I, well, here's I'm, – I'm probably closer to the both of you but I also have a love for antagonizing Mike Jones. So I have to, so when we get into these conversations, I have to take the negative and I have to promote LeBron <laughs> and I have to take shots at Jordan because that's just who Mike Jones is because Mike Jones just needs to be annoyed today. That's just how it, that, that, that just needs to you happen. Go, you going to let that happen? <laughs> exactly. I'm used to it. It's, it's all he has <laughs> since he's wrong all the time. He at least gets to do this. If, the, if I can see an opportunity to stick it to Mike Jones and take a shot at Jordan, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to. And, and it's not like I'm going to sit here and have a serious, com- you know, a serious LeBron Jordan conversation. I'm, 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 yeah, yeah. I, I don't even want to go there. To that. You know, I'm, I'm, no. we're not going there. Let's, it, let's it, leave it's, that one alone. Yeah. It, mm. it, it, it's that more, conversation's been had enough. Yes. And, you know, on far worse part podcasts than us, they've had those conversations. But, you know, I, you know, Mike's my brother. And, like you do with your brother, you, you got to annoy him when you find something <laughs> that gets on his nerves that bothers him. You know, that's what I got to do <laughs> now, 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 real quick, because we, cause we, I, 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 I'm not sure how long we have you, but I wanted to pivot real quick because you talked yeah. about you talked about teams, you know, teams that might not be very good making it into the playoffs because they expanded the playoffs. That brings us to our Philadelphia Eagles. Un- un- unfortunately, you know, it, they, they are a team that was supposed to be uh, rebuilding. Re- rebuilding, yeah. You know, you, know, you trade, you, you fire your coach, you trade your starting quarterback. You know, you're, you're you're trying to rebuild from scratch. You got a new guy, got to figure out who you have. And But somehow, in the midst of a lot of bad football, they pieced together a, a playoff. They made a playoff run. Yeah, they yeah, they did. And mm-hmm. if you listen to Jeff Lurie the other day at the owners' meetings, he still talked about how last season was still a rebuilding year for him. They're still mm-hmm. approaching this offseason the same way, even though they tried to, based on reports, go out there and get 
Calvin Ridley. They were in on Allen Robinson and uh, some other names as well. Marcus Williams for the safety position, going to have to shell yeah. out a lot of money. Uh, I think, I think that's them using that as a crutch. They're trying to win. They're not rebuilding, but they also still trying to figure out the quarterback position if Jalen Hurts is the guy or not. So uh, this offseason has been underwhelming because of the, there have been no splashy names outside of Hassan Reddick. Mm-hmm. Um, the draft is upcoming, so that's a big part of it with those three selections that they'll have and what they do with them in the first round. Um, but, yeah, it's just it, – it, they're, they're not there yet. Uh, mm-hmm. The same way we might look at the Sixers and say – they don't have enough to actually win the, the NBA championship. They may have enough to get to second round, Eastern Conference Finals, but they not, may not have enough to win with. The Eagles don't have enough, and they're not going to be a surprise next season for anybody either. So they'll have to make their adjustments next year, second year of Nick Sirianni's offense, Jonathan Gannon's defense. Tape is out there on Jalen Hurts. Will he get better this offseason as a passer as well uh, to go with his running style? And do they have enough weapons? I mean, you got Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard. That's two really good ones. Now what else are you going to give him? So uh, the Pascal part doesn't do much for me. He's just another good veteran receiver that you feel like you mm-hmm. can trust, but uh, you still need that that other Not a difference receiver. maker. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, that playmaker to go along with those other two and Goddard and, and Smith. So we'll see where that goes. And um, the other part that bothered me that, you know, I've been talking about this for the last couple of years, and I'm glad people have caught on. Derek Barnett thing. Yeah, it's just Mm – and Nick Sirianni said that he's a high football IQ guy. (laughs) That's why you get more personal fouls than sacks this year, right? It's always him. We play – That's on tape. We saw him say it's always him. So you can't allow – Nick Sirianni is fine, you know, whatever. See what he does in year two. But you can't sit there and say that, man. Say, I understand you standing up for your guys publicly and all that stuff, and he did it all season long. But we saw what we saw when he mm-hmm. when he, when, we, when he mouthed. It's, it's always, always him. him. It's always because him. it is always him. Mm-hmm. And, and look, you know, what was asking me, uh, my producer Tyler Zuli and my other one Tom Alvord, they asked, "Does it matter with the money once we find out the money?" So we found out the money. It's one year deal, five million dollars, like five point five, but with the incentives, two years he can get to ten million. I wouldn't have given him $5 just because of, I understand you need depth mm-hmm. and that's real. And I know it, but he doesn't help you. He hurts you for mm-hmm. all the good things that he does. It's always him at the wrong time yeah. making these stupid penalties that he does. And that that's a real, that's a real thing for me with him, man. I, I just can't do it. I can't mm-hmm. do it with that guy. And I'm, I'm really disappointed that they didn't just go in another direction, get another depth player, and bring him in, because how much, how much worse could he be, Damn. numbers wise, mm-hmm. uh, coming in? At least we feel like we won't get those penalties. Penalties can happen; they happen all the time. He has a reputation now with the officials because of the silly things that he does, mm-hmm. and they come at the wrong time. And that that one bothered me as far as the off season goes. So when we talk about rebuilding and setting that culture and all that stuff, you cannot mm-hmm. sit there and look me in the face and tell me. That guy has a high football IQ when he makes those types of decisions. He might be a smart football player, but he makes dumb things that negates those types of high IQ uh, compliments that you want to give him mm-hmm. because of those silly things that he does on the field. That that just blew my Man, I was like, come on, man. You can't say that. You can't do that. 
Exactly. That's what I'm talking. That see, that didn't got Devon's goat right there. That yeah, he, that that chill, you know. You're trying to chill, you know. It's the afternoon. Night, look, we last night we're talking about it and we're getting into it. We're talking about the Sixers and Doc Rivers and all the things that they need to do with seven games to play. And then I played that audio. Tom and I played that audio, and it got me going, man. Because <laughs> it, you know, you know, is mm-hmm. some stuff just triggers you, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. he tr- he's a trigger for me, Derek Barnett. I will give them credit where credit is due. I like the draft pick when they selected him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the stuff that they talked about. You needed that that young defensive end to go with Brandon Graham and everybody else that was there at the time. You needed that, and I was fine mm-hmm. with that. He had a nice he, he had a nice second year, and then he was injured. But these last couple of seasons, man, the reputation has been more bad than good with what yeah. he has done on the field. So you don't you don't reward that. You don't bring yeah. him back. Uh, and and, and just, just the fact now, it's it's like. Oh, that guy, we, man. <laughs> <laughs> we we give the we give these coaches and these we give athletes and coaches in this city credit when we feel like they know the market, they know the fan base. Yeah. And you know, you say, Oh, they know us, they understand what's going on. And anybody who talks about being in this city, they'll say, Oh, you know, the fans are so smart. The fans, are, you can't fool the fans. You can't, you know, you're not going to BS the fans here in Philly. You know, you got, you know, they, they know authentic, they're authentic fans. They're real fans. And it's like, dude, you just said that. And the whole, we all saw it, it you know, every, mm-hmm. and it's not just one time. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's like, like with, let's just go back to Simmons briefly. And I don't really want to mm-hmm. talk about him either, but it's when we talk about like the national people, they don't know. Local people, we all know uh, mm-hmm. Ben Simmons. Um, he won't. It's not even about shooting the basketball. Is when he makes the passes, when he gets into the lane, he has nowhere to go now. He turns and he throws it, and it's a turnover. They're going mm-hmm. the other way. Like we see those things, and that's frustrating. It doesn't take away from the good things that he does. He's an elite passer. He's great defensively. I thought he should have won Defensive Player of the Year. They robbed him, in my opinion. That just goes to show again. I can still credit the guy while also talking about the things that he needs to get better at, mm-hmm. and. But we know that nationally, they may not know that. To your point about the birds, they'll sit there and tell like this green, uh, bringing back the Kelly Green stuff. We hear you. Mm-hmm. Now I don't expect them to make decisions off of what the fans say because that's not their job. It's not what they're supposed to do. But they are supposed to hear you. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me that they didn't know the frustration that comes with Derek Barnett with the fan base and uh, all that stuff. You know, and the players they'll say things. Brandon Graham, oh. Don't worry, Fletcher Cox, we'll get all that stuff figured out. Man, listen, that may be true, but for what we saw and we saw it, mm-hmm. we, we see it too many times with that guy, and I, I just don't think he deserved to be back. I thought it was time. Sometimes it's just time to, time to move, move on, on. Yep, and understood. they need to move on. Yeah. Uh, all right. What's your, are, you a, are you a believer in Jalen Hurts? Um, not really. I thought that uh, I thought that he deserved Stop grinning, Mike. <laughs> I thought I thought he had the right not I'm not gonna say the right I thought he earned the opportunity to come back if they wound up getting one of those quarterbacks that was talked about all offseason I have no problem I understood it um but he has to get better as a passer uh, he did not have a lot of weapons but is that making an excuse for him maybe but he has to get better too and he, it was only year one as a starter uh, he did a lot of good things of course with his legs he did have some good passes, and he helped them come back in certain games, but they were also down in those games because of things that he didn't do as well. Um, but they, I, I, my thing was I wanted to see him with weapons too. 
So if they're able to maybe bring in another receiver via the draft, whether it's the second round, first round, uh, someone who's talented and can make a difference, or even improve with the other guys where Quez Watkins or hopefully Jalen Rager can do anything positively out there on the field, then I think it'll give us a better gauge of who he is as a quarterback. I want Joe Burrow. I want Justin Herbert. Who doesn't? Yeah, you need that guy who has the supreme arm talent. I want Joe Burrow. I want Justin Herbert, just like everybody else. I'm, that, that, that talent that they have is, is amazing to see it. Jalen Hurts does it a different way. Like we talked about with Harden and Curry. Mm-hmm. My preference would be one of those other guys because I just don't know that Jalen Hurts has, has it in him to, to mm-hmm. be that quarterback. It's not to say that he, he's going to get a chance. He's going to have a chance. Yeah. Now he has to capitalize mm-hmm. off of it. He will work. He's a hard worker. Is he talented enough to lead this team? Pardon me, where we want to see them go. Don't know. All right. Um, How about the- you? You guys a believer? I've I've been out. I don't think he ha- I think he lacks the arm talent. Like I think he checks every box I want in a quarterback except the arm. And in today's NFL, that's probably the most important mm-hmm. box to check. Yeah. You, you you see this door over my shoulder? I do. That that is the door to the bandwagon. <laughs> I'm sitting right by it. I am on the Jalen Hurts bandwagon. Right. That's the, that's the door. And I reserve. I, I'm, that's the door. The little yellow, the little yellow line is is right there, and I'm ready to hit. Hey, next stop. You know, I'm I'm I'm. Hey, back back door. I'm 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 out. Yeah. I, I to to Jonesy's point because I agree. I think he looks the part of an he he talks the part of that an too. NFL quarterback. Sometimes that's you like know? kind of annoying because you're like, mm-hmm. all right, that you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like he he'll come in. You know. I want him to master the game like he masters press conferences. Yeah. He'll come in and he'll sit down and he'll say all the things that make you like, all right, he's got it. You know, he'll he'll be all right. But, you know, but to to both of your points, it's like, I see what you see. You know, I see him making the good plays to win games, but I also see him to play, you know, I, I also see him making plays that loses some games too. Yeah. And, and, to me, I just feel like it's not going to be a hard sell to convince me of somebody else. If there is somebody better out there, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to come up here. And you're not talking and, about Gardner Minshew. You're talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not names, talking about the names that we mentioned. Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. You know, you yeah. you come in here. You know, you if you can, if you can, if you were able to bring in a Deshaun Watson or something, you know, I'm just going like like names yeah. of better of better quarterbacks because somebody at that talent level, not necessarily yeah. Deshaun, but yeah, somebody, but somebody, at, that yeah, somebody at that level. You you talking about that or Russell Wilson? It's a no brainer. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a no brainer. But don't don't talk to hey. We should bring in Minshew because you mm. like you here just that's like that's a us. lateral move at best. Right. You know, at best, exactly. It's a lateral I, move. I, I, yeah. I want I want somebody better, not somebody else. That's that's mm-hmm. how I feel, you know. Gardner Minshew is somebody else, and I think the Eagles know that because that's why they told Bull when he walked into the office, "Hey, man, can I be the starting quarterback?" Nah, bro. You know, yeah. hey, hey, thanks for okay? coming out, bro. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah. Right. Hey, thanks uh, for coming in. Good to see you. Yeah. Hey, can you hit the? Hey, can you close the door the way out? You know, it's like it's it's not gonna happen. Yeah, it's it's not gonna happen. All right, man. I, Devon. Where can people reach you? Where can people talk to you? They can hear you on the radio. Where can people talk to you? 
Oh, man. Uh, of course, on the radio, 6 to 10, or around the games, whether it's Flyers and Sixers, going until midnight. Uh, also, 97.5thefanatic.com. You can listen to us there or on the app. And also on Twitter, uh, Devon, D-E-V-O-N-G, 975. Real easy to find me, I guess, there. Sometimes I'm a little slow on the trigger to respond, but I do respond. If I don't respond there, I definitely respond on the air. I'll say it on the air and uh, share it that way as well. So uh, I've, done, I've done that, and my daughters, they've, they've got me in the Instagram. They made sure that I have an Instagram account now. So <laughs> <laughs> so they made me do that. Um, so I, I did that. That's Devon.Givens, I think it is. I think. <laughs> right? <laughs> So, all right. Well, uh, but, look, but yeah, look for Devon. That's where you can oh. find me. And I also started, guys. I also started um, keeppompeyoftheinquirer.com. Mm-hmm. Covers the Sixers. He and I. He pulled me in on this podcast, uh, Locked On Seven Sixers. So we do that Monday through Friday as well. That should be available every morning. Um, Thirty minutes or less. We break down the Sixers uh, leading into games, the day off of, uh, the day after games, etc. Uh, so that's a, a new thing that I've also started to do now with Keep Pompey. Yep. Okay. Nice. I respect people who can do podcasts every day. I, yeah. Mike, I like you a lot. I can't talk to you every day, man. I wouldn't allow that. Not but exactly. anyway, so Devon, we I, know we got it's a Sixers game day. We got to get you out of here. Yeah. So last question, real quick. I just need a one word answer. It's Final Four weekend. Ah. What kind of shape is your bracket in, and have you picked a winner? My bracket has been busted a long time ago. Uh, my Final <laughs> Four is shot. I had. I think I had uh, I think I had Duke in there, and eventually losing. But I didn't have Kansas, Nova, or uh, North Carolina, so my back my bracket is all busted up. But I I hate I'm a, I'm a Coach K hater, a sports hate, mm-hmm. so I want him out. I don't want him to be able to walk into the sunset with the championship. Mm-hmm. So go Hubert Davis, uh, <laughs> Bill Self. If you get past Nova, which I hope you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going there, and of course, Jay Wright and the Villanova Wildcats. Of course, I always rooted for the Big Five teams when they got into the to the mm-hmm. um, to the exactly. postseason. But of exactly. course, certainly, I have a different level of rooting interest for Nova now, mm-hmm. and I definitely want to see um, Nova do it. Tough one with Justin Moore going out, mm-hmm. uh, but if, if if Jay gets with this one done, man, this would be his best coaching job. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Ever he's a, he would definitely be a Hall of Famer for a reason if he gets this one done. But yeah, my brackets is all messed up, man. I had Gonzaga; they let me. I finally, <laughs> I finally thought they would get it done. Mark Few, the group, you know, the returning guys you had from last mm-hmm. year, bringing Chet Holmgren this time. I'm like, it's wide open. They're gonna get it done this year, and they just spit it up. And you know, yeah. Jonesy, how, how's yours looking? Yeah, how's yours looking? Uh, my bracket going in the fireplace is what signals the start of spring. Everybody. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> That's what signals the start of spring. I, I don't. I I play the role. I must play the role really well, in the oh, sense that I, I no no no. I, I my, my bracket is trash, but I, I get you know because I I have a little podcast and I get on Twitter and I talk sports and I argue with all I, I find all the famous you know the big names in this city and I argue with them on Twitter all the time. People think I must know what I'm talking about because they always ask me for help with their brackets, and I'm like, don't ask me this stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. my bracket sucks, and I I too I I, I believe you. I, I am with you, Devon. I am also a Coach K hater. 
Yes. But I'm also but I'm I'm also a firm conspiracy theorist. So I had Duke winning it all this year because oh, I just right. felt like because of that reason, yeah. Because mm-hmm. oh, yeah. we got to make sure that Coach K walks yeah. off into the sunset with this championship. So you know, now I I had Kansas and I had Duke in my f- final four, but I had Duke playing Arizona. So you know, it, it it is what it is. My bracket is still trash, but my my national champion is still in it. But like, don't. Don't make you like. Don't think that makes me any. Don't ask me next year. You know, if, if you're watching this, don't ask me to help you with your bracket. Don't ask me what I what, what I think about this because I, I, I suck just like everybody else sucks. I'm, I'm not an expert. Uh, Nobody pays me for my opinion. Oh nah, man, yeah. All right. So, do you want Nova to win? I yes. want Nova to win. Yes. That's, yes. I absolutely. Always yeah. rooting for the local schools. Yes. Yeah. I always root for the local schools. I am not one of these people that come in here every because we had this discussion every year. Oh, Nova's not Philly. Oh, Nova's not Philly. I'm like, whatever, man. It's close enough. Because I'm Mm. I'm a Montgomery County person, too. You know, it's like, look, man, I've heard it my whole life. I'm like, look, man, if you can get three, six, and ten at your house, then it's Philly. You know, if you grew up listening, if you grew up listening to Power 99, then it's Philly. You know, it's like, look, I understand. there are if people that like, rides by yeah, if, if you can catch Scepter <laughs> anywhere, then you're Philly. You know, it, it is what it is. But yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, to me, and, and like I respect what you said when you said, you know, you, you cheer for the Big Five schools, City Six schools. I feel mm-hmm. like the big if if you are a Big Five person, unless you graduate from a Big Five school, they're the only people who can root against Villanova. Yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. Like, and even like then, if, I'm like, all right, guys, can't you put that aside? Once yeah. your team is out the tournament, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't, my, I don't have a problem with Temple grads or St. Joe's grads, yeah, hating Villanova. But if you're a Millersville grad, then you got to get on the bandwagon. <laughs> if you went to, if you went to Kutztown, then you got to get on the, you know, it, don't don't mm-hmm. talk to me if you went to Beaver or Arcadia. You know, you you got to. <laughs> You got to get with Villanova, but, but that <laughs> you know that that is what it is. It, it, it is. Yeah, no, nah, uh, that's that's, that's it's, it. Should be a fun weekend. Though, and I, I, I exactly. wish them luck. I, I wish Nova luck. I hope they find a way to get it done. They're going to have to coach their tails off against Kansas, mm-hmm. and then of course do it again because they could probably win one. And two is hard when you are without mm-hmm. your second best player. Guys have to step up, mm-hmm. and uh, Colin Gillespie has to be that All American and. Do his part too, man. This is where, this is where you make your name. His name is already there, but this is where mm-hmm. you really make it. If they can get this one done, this will be great. So, go Cats, uh, as they as they say, bees up, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, get it, get it done because they need they. Man, this would be so cool if they can win it, especially knocking off Duke and you know not letting them win. Yeah, because I hate Coach K. Yeah, I, I understand. I, I hate I, I hate him too. The only the only the only thing I give Coach K credit for is Coach K basketball on uh, Sega Genesis. That's it. Anything, <laughs> past, anything past that, you know, it's, it's a thumbs down for Coach K. Yeah. Oh, real fast before we go, um, the Sixers related. What do you guys think as far as the playoffs? How far are they? How close are they? What do you guys think? You know my opinion. So what do you got? Depending on matchups, I'm looking at conference finals. Uh, the wrong matchup, I don't want to see Brooklyn early in the playoffs. I think that could derail the whole thing. Mm-hmm. That's the one matchup because you end up with Tobias on KD a lot, and that's just problematic. But outside of that, I think this should get least to the conference finals. 
I don't. That, and that's that's okay yeah. for you. As long that's as okay for me this year. Okay. This year. All right. I I don't want to go through next summer with the Sixers ending their season with a loss to Brooklyn because I just feel like I know what's going to happen. You know, you play you you match up with Brooklyn. That's going to be the series where Ben Simmons turns into Steph Curry and just starts lighting it up from three. If he plays. That's what, it, it, oh, he's going to play. There's no way. You know, he's not going to, you know, if if the Sixers play Brooklyn in the first round and Ben sits out, then he should just never play again. The tough part about that is just, just now in, integrate him into something mm-hmm. he hasn't played all season. That might throw them off a little bit. No, and and not in game shape by any stretch. No, no, because now they're talking about he's not he's not doing anything because of his mm, back, back, all of that. So it's I don't all, know. It's all a ploy. All it's right. all a ploy. I'm once again conspiracy <laughs> he, theory. He's all about ploys, huh? Yeah, exactly. It's gonna come in, and you're just gonna you're gonna see the second coming of uh, of Seth Curry. That's when it's gonna be when all the jumpers start hitting. That's when he's gonna. It, Oh, man. Nah, to, to, I, to your point, to answer, but but to answer your question, yeah, how far um, did they get? I, I I I see the same as Jonesy conference conference finals. I don't I don't know if I I would necessarily call this a finals team, but it wouldn't shock me. I think they would be better matched up against you know the other the other teams in the top four. I think other than Brook, you know, the teams in the top four don't scare me this year. Boston do, doesn't necessarily scare me. Uh, you got to take Milwaukee. Milwaukee seriously. Yeah, you got to take them seriously. I'm not saying it's a cakewalk. Yeah, you're not saying it's not it's not necessarily it's a cakewalk, but I think you, you learn think from beatable. that mistake. Yeah, I think they're beatable. I, I I can't see a seven game series where you have Harden and and Joel on the bench while Giannis is just out there cooking people. Yeah. That's not mm-hmm. go, you know that's not going to happen again. Yeah. You know, and I I always thought and I I thought that was something that. Brett Brown used to do. Brett Brown used to always put Joel on Giannis. And I thought he, you know, it frustrated him because you had somebody, a, a man who was a little bit taller, a little more wingspan, and a little more athletic. Now, the problem is you just can't stick Ben on somebody else. You can't stick Ben on the second best player on the, right. on, 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 uh, Chris on the buck. Yeah. yeah. That's that's where the problem comes. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Well, we'll see. That's what you have Matisse Thibel for. He has well, to stick yeah. Middleton and Mm-hmm. Gotta hope you can contain Drew Holiday at that point. Yeah, well, we, we it's gonna be fun. It's, it is gonna be definitely fun. gonna be fun. If, if if not anything, it is always fun. They do do that, and then we'll get ticked off when they lose in the second round, right? <laughs> exactly. So, absolutely. That's absolutely and that's how it should I, be because I, it should I, not end in the second round. Should not. Right. Right. Uh, I will, I, and I'll, this, this is my this is my final question. I, I appreciate you sticking with us this long. We usually don't go this long, but you know we don't got no time frame. We'll go as long as we want. I appreciate uh, it. If disappointing loss, if they lose before the conference finals, is it time? You know, how much cre- how much credence do you give to the Fire Doc Rivers talk when people uh, are calling Fire Doc Rivers? Yeah. Uh, so to be clear, I've given Doc credit. I gave him credit for last season getting that number one seed. Uh, people forget about while he did win 40, I think it was like 47, 49, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, last season, there were only 72 games. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty good number with only 72 games, 10 games less. 49, not 72. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, this season, I give him credit because of dealing with what they had to deal with without Simmons all season long and still having them in the top three, top five, and then eventually 
at one point back in the number one overall seed uh, just last week. But then I was also one of those guys that never wanted Doc Rivers here. Mm -hmm. uh, I was that guy early on when he became available. I was like, no. But I understand he's the best available. If you get him, that is a win. But he needs to win. He was hired before Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey may not want him to be the mm -hmm. coach. If they lose in the second round, I'm a big believer of how did it happen? If you don't mind, I'll reserve judgment until I see how it happens. Okay. Yeah, just because of, again, I'm a big believer of that. Yeah. And and I also know that you know, the bench is not great. Matisse Thibault could be a liability depending on the, the matchup. Milwaukee has already shown that. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, yeah, give me, give me until it happens. And then we'll revisit it because I want to be fair knowing that I'm not a big doc guy, but I also give him credit for what he's done. And then I have to factor in the Maury part of it too. Does Maury even want him to come back? And does doc yeah. want to come back? I mean, hey, you know, yeah. would, would doc want to come back? Well, we start to hear whispers that he wants out. So yeah, let me, let me do that one. Let me, let me get back right. to you on that one. That sounds like Devon's angling to come back on our show. That's, that's hey, what it I'm sounds like. That, that, that sounds like it. he wants to. That sounds like he wants to come back. Oh, he, he likes hanging with Jonesy and Brown. I'm yeah. here for. I'm here for intelligent basketball ch talk. Any chance I could get, I'll take that. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that, man. That means a lot. Um, and I know we're wrapping up, but mm -hmm. yeah, to to another audience and all that. I, I always say it on the air. I appreciate everybody uh, spending time with me on the radio or tolerating me on radio, Twitter, whatever it is, because. Like I said, not a, I'm not for everybody, and that's okay. That's life. Mm -hmm. And I, but as long as I feel like I presented myself in a respectful way, and I do my work, and I present mm -hmm. my work, I do my homework before the show, and even during the show, I feel like I, I do my best to present and in a professional way, and I respect people and all that. We're not always going to agree, but uh, mm -hmm. we, we'll, we'll at least hopefully we're entertaining and have some fun. And I, I hope I do that for people. And if I don't, for the ones that I don't, again, I tried. If not, maybe you know, give me another shot and uh, see if it see if it works out. But I understand, you know, not everybody mm -hmm. is for everybody, and that's okay. That's life. But I appreciate mm -hmm. you guys having me. I appreciate everybody listening and uh, interacting and saying all the kind things that you do, even when you just ask about my family. So mm -hmm. I, I always appreciate that. Thanks, thanks everybody out there, and 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 Jay and Mike. I appreciate you guys for for even asking me. And I know we had a couple of scheduling conflicts mm -hmm. for me to get in, but. <laughs> And even today, a little late, but that's why I wanted to make sure I, I gave you guys more time because you guys were waiting patiently enough for me to get in. So thank you. Uh, well, appreciate you. you know, yeah, we, we appreciate thank you. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, we, that, we definitely appreciate you, you know, for both, you know, me me and Mike, you know, listening to you and wa watching you grow in this city, watching you grow in this market. You know, it's 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 something, you know, to take pride in. You know, they're, they're, you know just being honest, it's just not a lot of people on the radio who look like us. Yeah. And, you know, and that's, being, that's always being, been some. It's just me and Ty that are not yeah. athletes, me and Tyrone. Yeah. And mm -hmm. we're not athletes and we're there. And I'm, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm not ignorant to that. I know that. And that mm -hmm. I carry that. And um, it means a lot. It mm -hmm. really does. And even with our own people, sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, we disagree. Mm -hmm. But we would do that mm -hmm. sitting on the step, sitting on the corner, sitting <laughs> at the barbershop, wherever. We would do mm -hmm. that anyway. Exactly. So, it, it, you know, it's cool. And, you know, you still have those type of people that are there. And, that, and again, that's okay. That's all mm -hmm. right. It is. It is that way. But I, I do recognize that. And I, and I take that with pride that I, I do know that, 
you know, we, he and I look different than a lot of people and it's not easy to do, but uh, I'm going to stick around as long as I can in doing it. You're going to stick around. We're going to support you, man. We're going to have your back because Thank you. like, you know, like it's, it, it is, uh, it, it comes with like just a, le- a level of pride. You know, it's like, hey, man, they, we we know because we've all, li- you know, we've listened and we've all been fans in this, you know, in this city for a long time. So to hear somebody, you know, who comes from where we from, who looks like who looks like we look speaking, you know, and, and offering perspectives that have not always been presented in this mm-hmm. forum. You know, it, it, it's a it's a beautiful thing, and that's why you know, like my, my hats off to you. You know, I salute you, I respect you. You know, and, and thanks, you know, and, and thanks for blessing our little podcast. You know, with some time, Big man. We podcast, appreciate it, man. Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> Stop it! Stop it! Stop it. Uh, we we try to don't don't worry because in this ne- over this next week or so when we when we're promoting this we are going to blow your mentions up because that's 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 <laughs> what pretty much what we do. It, I appreciate it, it, that, man. Thank you. It, is, uh, it uh, is what it is. Devon, thank you, my friend. We appreciate it, man. No, you guys, you know, appreciate that, man. Thank you. All appreciate right. your friendship. Thank you. All right. Appreciate All right. you, man. You. There you go. That's Devon Givens on the show. Appreciate that good brother, man. Oh, that, that continues to run a good guest we've been having, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Browns on fire. People, people want to talk to us. And I want to talk to them. So it exactly. So look, man, you tell us what you think of this. You tell us what you think of this podcast. Hit us up Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Jonesy and Brown. Three words, Jonesy and Brown. You can also just at D-I-T-W Sports. That's Facebook. That's Instagram. That's Twitter. All right. Make sure you download this podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast. Search Best in the World Sports, and then you'll find Jonesy and Brown. All our episodes. Episode 36, I believe, of Jonesy and Brown. We getting up there, bro. I'm not even counting. Hey, well, well I, I, I just got to count for the for, for the archive. Oh, but, I... you know, because it, it, at some point in time, we're just going to get up high in numbers, and then we'll just change the name of the show and start all over again. Exactly. But you know, it's it, what we do. It, it is what we do. But ladies and gentlemen, that is that is Mike Jones. Enjoy the. Uh, I'm John Brown. Enjoy the sports this weekend. Enjoy the Final Four. Enjoy Sixers basketball. Enjoy uh, spring training uh, baseball. Try, try to enjoy hockey you know, as much as you can. I guess. Don't let. Uh, you know how about this? Don't let hockey piss you off. All right. Don't let hockey make you mad. Don't let hockey be the reason why you mad this weekend. That's Mike Jones. I'm John Brown. We out, y'all. Peace. You feeling this podcast? To hear this and more, go to soundcloud.com slash sports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports. You're listening to Jonesy and Brown. Brown. Brown.